from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It's a big number out over a lot of time. But we didn't get names, um, and we also didn't necessarily get math. The city of uh, St. Louis, which is sort of the developer making the decisions on who works on the project, has already hired people to do this. I'm Sarah Fenske. Backers of a $210 million expansion of the area's convention center had expected to be moving ahead with bonds for the project by now. But plans for downtown's America Center have hit a big snag. Some members of the St. Louis County Council have refused to grant final authorization for the bond issuance. Jacob Kern is the economic development editor of the St. Louis Business Journal. He broke this story, and he joins us now with the latest. So, Jacob Kern, welcome back. Good afternoon. So the city of St. Louis signed off on its part of the bonding for this project more than a year ago. What is holding things up in St. Louis County? Well, in St. Louis County, um, there was an initial approval that was given in 2019. And as part of that, the uh, councilwoman who was carrying this bill, Hazel Irby, uh, the late Hazel Irby, had negotiated, she thought, to build some kind of recreation facility in her district in North County as a part of the county putting $105 million toward this Westward Convention Center project. And what has happened is now uh, the North County legislators are saying, where is this? Where is this recreation center? Where is this plan? and so they're saying we're not going to move forward issuing the bonds for the, this big convention center project that is a critical thing for the region until that happens. Well, so where is this recreation center? Is this a matter of, of people saying, oh, no, we're working on it? Or is this a matter of saying we never promised you a recreation center? Right. Well, the CVC, which operates the convention center and is all for this um, expansion project, says that actually the agreement with um, St. Louis County was just for them to say excess bond payments for the project will agree that they can go to a North County recreation facility. That'll be in the bill, the initial bill. And what some of the county legislators are saying is, no, 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 what we remember is you saying that you would literally create or or carry out this plan for North County Recreation Center. That they would develop it. Right, that they would develop it, um, fund it. Um, but what the CVC is saying is, no, actually, all we can do is agree that the extra money, 35% of the excess on, on the bond payments, can go to this purpose and that our board can certify that this would be a tourism purpose because that it has to be a tourism purpose for this type of money according to state law. That would allow for that money to go to something like this. Do we know if there will be extra money for something like this? I mean, it seems like you're kind of saying that they're saying, oh, we could use excess money for this. Is excess money baked into the math? Yeah. So in 2019, before the pandemic, what the county is saying is that that excess percentage totaled about $1.3 million, something like that. But what they're now saying, the administration of, of Sam Page, is that since the pandemic, there is no excess money. 
So what they're saying right now is their statement is there is no money to develop this type of, of a project at least right now. Okay. So they're saying, yes, we did talk about this. We did say we would support it with excess funds. There's no excess funds, and we didn't agree to anything beyond that, is their argument. Right. Well, so this seems like a major difference of memories over what happened. And I know that uh, Hazel Irby has since passed away. Um, Tragically, she had cancer, and and she's no longer with us. Do we know who's telling the truth here? Is there any way to go back and and do a replay of this, back to what happened in 2019? Well, it's interesting. I'm not sure that there necessarily would be, except he said, she said, because what Kitty Ratcliffe told, and she runs the CVC, which operates the convention center, she said um, last week, that the conversations with Hazel Irby were by telephone or in person. There's not some kind of record of that exchange. Adolphus Pruitt, who heads the city NAACP, um, was in some of those meetings. His recollection is that the CVC said they would build it. Okay. Um, and and Rita Days, who's the council chair now, um, says that she talked to Hazel Irby and that that was Hazel's understanding as well. Of course, Hazel isn't here to to tell us. And, you know, complicating this is the other party that would have been a part of these negotiations, County Executive Steve Stanger, he's gone off to prison. I don't know that anyone considers him the most credible source on anything at this point. Right. I mean, I'd like to talk to him. I think he's back in town, but yeah. Hey, you, I, should, you should get that scoop. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this is a major impasse here. And as you mentioned, uh, the NAACP is involved in that they were a part of some of these conversations a couple years ago. They have now come out swinging. What are they saying about all this. Well, um, Adolphus Pruitt, who runs uh, the city NAACP, wrote to the state chapter and and sort of outlined what has happened, this impasse over the North County Center and the convention center expansion, and said, actually, a travel warning um, for Missouri that they put in place over some discrimination uh, concerns uh, from a state law was never taken away and that we will republicize the fact that there is a travel warning for people of color in the state of Missouri over this impasse with the convention center. And, and he's, in his statements, talking about it as segregated funding was mm. some of his wording. Um, I don't know that we've, we've seen them take that step yet, but that was, you know, what they said they would or could do. He is, publicly made that threat. Right. Wow. So this has heated up. Here's what I find myself wondering. So Kitty Ratcliffe, who you mentioned, she's the president of Explore St. Louis um, that basically heads this convention and and visitors commission. Why not just put some money towards a recreation center? It seems clear that some people reasonably believed they were going to do this. Is there some reason that she shouldn't just do this to solve a pretty major problem here? Well, Explore St. Louis CVC has taken an enormous hit for the pandemic. They're operating, I think she said, still with 60% of its previous staff level. Mm. So they themselves, she says, do not have money to do something like this. The the money for the convention center expansion that would come from the county also isn't their money, she would tell you, because they're not building it. Actually, the city of St. Louis is the developer, the builder, the board of public service. So the county's money off of selling the bonds would just pay for that work. The CVC isn't doing it. They don't have the money 
Okay. So they don't have an easy way to solve this by just writing a check. They can't write that check. So the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, they have followed your your excellent work on this story. Um, They ran a banner headline earlier this month saying that delays could mean a $100 million loss to the region in just six months. Now, that's a pretty high number. Does anything in your reporting suggest that a delay would be that costly in that short a period of time? Well, I think the one thing that you have to try to understand what they're saying is that it's a big number out over a lot of time. So it's, you know, maybe we'll lose somebody who wanted the better building that has a bigger ballroom auditorium, those things, a decade out or or a certain number of years out. But I think what was missing from that analysis or threat, if you wanted to use that term, was um, the names of the conventions that we could lose. They were sort of described in in a letter, in an email, um, you know, ones of a certain size, certain number of hotel rooms booked out. But we didn't get names, um, and we also didn't necessarily get math in terms of um, economic impact. We're going to show you exactly what the math is to get to a 100 million number. And often uh, these convention tourism agencies do rely on consultants that they pay to um, try, attempt to quantify how big a tourism impact is for a certain area, often in the service of justifying these type of expansion projects. Mm -hmm. So this is Kitty Ratcliffe's number. She and her folk are saying we could lose $100 million. They may have consultants saying that. That's not necessarily a number that everybody could agree to. Unless we could, you know, see what exactly, where it's exactly it's coming from. Yeah, but there's no, but also at the same time, there's no doubt that especially downtown is heavily, um, the services industries that are down there, the local small businesses heavily dependent on these types of events. There's really no question. Mm-hmm. So this comes down to, there is also sort of a philosophical opposition to putting a lot more money into convention centers. And certainly this is not um, Rita Day's position, the, the council chair. She has said that that she believes that this expansion is needed. She's just angry about the rec center. But then you have a whole other wing of the county council that maybe philosophically isn't on board for this funding. Have they been using this to their advantage? Well, in a, a hearing last week, the Republicans, so Ernie Trakis was um, pretty angry uh, at times. And um, there's been questions from some of the other Republicans who want to understand um, what the return will be, especially for the county. I think one of their points is the county w- will be funding 50% of a, the $210 million project or a lot more when you consider the the bond payment, debt payments over time. And of course, the facility is in the city. So what they're saying is, are we even getting a 50% return for St. Louis County um, on the sort of ancillary benefits of this type of project? Um, one of the pitches you know, from the CVC, as we've talked about before, is that um, we're really going to have a big problem if nothing is done because, and they, they do cite um, conventions that have made this decision, and we've done reporting over the years, there, mm-hmm. there have been ones, robotics was one, that said, um, there are these facilities that are so much bigger elsewhere, we're going to move our business. Mm-hmm. So this could really cost the region. But some people who are a bit skeptical about this and that maybe this is the way to do this, um, what does County Executive Sam Page say? I think he's tried to take a road that um, will provide him an opening kind of whatever way it goes in some sense. I mean, we already talked about that he said in that 
uh, tourism hotel motel fund, there isn't money for this right now. But mm-hmm. he's also said that um, there should be a task force that studies, you know, what type of solution there can be for the North County Rec Center. I think, um, interestingly, they're at least the CVC's consultant, they paid a consultant to study this, wants to see a track and field um, development, an indoor track and field development, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the idea being that NCAA tournaments and, and local high schools and colleges could use this. So this could really end up being something that, that benefits tourism if this is a facility that doesn't just um, work for people who want to exercise locally, but they could also maybe host some events here. Everybody could win if they could just find out a way to pay for the thing. Yeah, and I think one of the one of the big questions about it, even separately from this excess bond money to build it, is operating it. Uh, and the consultant sort of you know, in year one said that there would be a several hundred thousand dollar operating deficit, which by year three sort of evens out to nothing or 4,000 surplus or something. So if the county owns it uh, or operates it with a third party, a nonprofit, something like that, um, you really would have to think about our taxpayers going to be on the hook if it does not have this situation where it breaks even. I mean, if it's losing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, um, who's going to pay for that, even though the CBC would tell you, okay, maybe it would lose that amount, but mm-hmm. people coming into the region for tourism for those NCAA events, they would say it makes up for it because of the economic but impact. But somebody still has to cover the operations. You, you would still have to cover that, yeah. Oof. Well, Jacob Curtin, you've done such good reporting on this subject, and this is all so complicated. I can see now why they're at an impasse. What are you going to be watching as this situation moves forward? Well, one of the things I'm interested in right now is uh, the fact that the city of uh, St. Louis, which is sort of the developer making the decisions on who works on the project, has already hired people to do this. There's been an architect hired. Um, I don't know that the general contractor has been hired, but there's been a lot of people hired and millions of dollars have been expended so far. So I would be interested to see if this impasse continues, whether that continues, whether Rich Bradley at the Board of Public Service continues to make these decisions to hire people. That'll be really interesting because at some point, it would be the city going it alone. so I think that's one thing to watch. And then I think what Sam Page has said, that, that the minds need to get together to sort of study a solution for, or assess a solution for the North County uh, thing. So there's sort of a couple different areas that I think we need to look at. Well, I know you're going to be on top of this story. So Jacob Kern, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. This episode was produced by Sarah Fenske with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association 
committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.